0: I'm Bobby Navia,
1: and I am Dorian Wine Zimmer.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the couch. Uh, new week, new episode. Yeah, totally uh,
1: new week. We weren't just we weren't just doing this ten minutes ago. We
0: weren't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a
1: difference a week makes.
0: It's been it's been a while. Yeah. Um.
1: So much has changed since that Sonic uh, episode we did, huh? Yes. Yeah.
0: So if you're listening to this episode, uh, well, you're going to Japan.
1: Yeah, sure
0: am. And uh, how long are you gonna be gone for?
1: About uh, like eight days. Like eight days. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so, uh, will you be back by the time this comes out, or no? You'll, you'll I just basically be
1: like I will be getting home like right when this episode gets comes released. Out. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha.
0: <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So the trailer that we're gonna do is kind of like another experiment I threw out to Dorian last yeah. night while we were uh, trying to decide what to do. And this um Yeah, you know, the
1: post post Valentine's Day release schedule is pretty rough.
0: It is. Yeah, the yeah. week
1: after Valentine's Day, like nobody wants to touch it seemingly. <laughs> it's just the twenty first. I was like, what? <laughs> Nothing. These Nothing. are all like, yeah, these are all like everything on IMDB's official, like these are all the movies releasing this date list, are like specialty, you know, going to play at like six theaters in, you know, like Cleveland yeah. kind of movies, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: um well, the week that we're recording this episode, I just saw the movie *Knives Out*, the mm. Ryan Johnson movie, and during the previews, the uh, preview for uh, the movie called *Emma*, uh, an adaptation of Jane Austen's uh, book, came up, and I had I had never seen it. I is like a, the rare first trailer, yeah, the rare trailer that I have never seen, and I actually get to watch it in a theatrical uh-huh. you know outing, <laughs> and uh, boy, was it something! It was weird. I it I was just like, okay, you know, and uh, as we were trying to figure out what to do for, you know, to double up on episodes while Dorian's away, I was like, hey, do you want to talk about the trailer to Emma, but then also have a bigger conversation about this, this trend that keeps happening where, uh, you know, books are being adapted or adaptions are happening.
1: Modernize of, the classics. Of, yeah. Yeah.
0: Of uh, period pieces. But, you know, there's a little bit of uh, today's lingo. Yeah. Uh, Dialogue or, you know, flair in it.
1: Modern attitudes prevalent in classic classic literature situations and characters.
0: Um, Do you know what the book, Emma, is about?
1: Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I've never read it. Um, That's one of her, because... I've read some of Jane Austen's other stuff, but I never read Emma because I heard this one was a little bit more kind of like, I don't know, frivolous in a way. Okay. Like it's almost kind of plotless. Yeah. Um, But it's, I, I think one of the, the merits of this book of Jane Austen's original writing was like, how well rendered the kind of slice of life of all these characters uh, was. Okay, like that. Just who, these people were so well drawn as characters mm-hmm. that it didn't need the decorative elements of like plot. Yeah, to be a good novel. Oh, okay, you know, like it was just that that element was just so good, mm-hmm. and that was like a pretty new thing when um, when this book was released. Okay, um, if I remember right, but it's about like some. I don't know, some rich or like, you, Would you know, like me
0: to read you the logline
1: kind of powerful woman <laughs> in a sleepy town <laughs> trying to find love kind
0: uh, of thing. on Wikipedia. It says Emma by Jane Austen is a novel about youthful hubris and the perils of misconstrued romance.
1: Yeah. So it's basically plotless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's supposed to be excellent, you know, and uh, I, I, I don't doubt that, you know, she's an incredible, was an incredible writer. Uh, so yeah, but I never read it because that was you know when I was uh, younger and was reading the classics, yeah. as it were. I was a little less interested in that type of su- okay. you know subject matter for the book. It just seemed less interesting to me than moving on to some, something else. Yeah. So yeah, so I never read it. Okay. Um, but uh, but that's roughly what I know about it mm-hmm. as far as the novel is concerned.
0: All right. So this trailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Bobby texted me about this and was like, oh, you know, because we we had been laughing, as I think most people were, about that Apple TV Plus show, Dickinson. Yeah. That's like the, the modernized version of the story of Emily Dickinson. I which, sat
0: and watched all the trailers to that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, not going to say I had a good time, but it was just kind yeah. of like watching a train wreck happen in front of my yeah. eyes, and I couldn't help but have a smile on my face well, while it was happening.
1: So. <laughs> this is a perfect entry point okay, yeah. for the discussion of Emma period. Yeah. Because there is a period in the title There is a period to this movie. Yes. It's Emma with a period. Um and uh you, but, w- but would you say
0: that differently? Like if there like if there wasn't a period at the end? No. Like Emma.
1: Emma. No, I think I'd still just call it Emma? shit. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Go ahead with your. Go ahead with your. What are you going to say? But like,
1: so like the Dickinson trailers, though, like I could laugh at that. Yeah. Because that was like so ridiculous. I mean, when I. There's a guy literally says the line, let's get this party commenced. And yeah, so, you know, modern uh, sort of colloquialisms rendered through old English. Yeah. You know, it seems to be their gimmick and I'm like, okay, that's horribly lame Mm -hmm. and I don't want to watch that at all, but I can like laugh. I go, (laughs) wow, that's pretty (laughs) fucking stupid. Uh, This trailer just kind of made me angry. Okay. um, When I watched it, Uh, I just, I was so annoyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Watching this Because the whole trailer Like to me immediately Like this whole trailer Is just cut to be Basically like GIFs and memes It's like it's it's all a series of like really short cuts yes. of just like a quick scene, a quick thing, a look here. You know, it's like if you just put like hashtag mood uh-huh. underneath like any of these, they would be like all over fucking Instagram. I can't and wait
0: till the new Emma trailer comes out a week before <laughs> as hashtag mood. It's going. The- I mean, that's
1: what this trailer. is yeah. like they had to know. That, I mean, this is totally intentional because yeah. like it, this is you know it's it's all like yeah like gifts and like caption this contests mm-hmm. you know it's just like a string of those for yeah. <laughs> like 90 seconds and luckily it's yeah it is blissfully short yeah uh, uh the trailer and so i did appreciate that about it but not for the reasons that they might you know have wanted um but yeah so you know it 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 seems very very deliberate as far as like they they want to you know uh, uh bring this classic novel to and like you know sort of refashion it to fit modern palettes right you know and that's clearly what they're doing here Mm -hmm. and this trailer like just screams that because the whole thing was like hey you know take any moment from this trailer and upload it to your favorite social medias and like you know that's what this whole movie is just ready to do for you Mm -hmm. like that's what this whole movie is just going to be and seemingly is like trying to be right uh, just based on this trailer, you know, I mean, the trailer gives you nothing yeah, other than, you know, and again, like just knowing that it really is, you know, this book that is all about these, these wildly three dimensional character portraits Mm -hmm. and not really about like a story. Right. You know, it seems like they're really the filmmakers here are just kind of taking that. And, you know, that doesn't give me confidence that there's going to be something more than what the trailer is showing me. You know, because I know there's not going to be this big grandiose plot or narrative, you know, kind of thrust to the movie. It is really just going to be about like the sort of day to day lives of these characters and this one chunk of their lives. Right. And, you know, to see all of that rendered through the lens of like, what's the most Instagrammable way that we can portray these moments is like. Ugh, like the taste of that just even saying it in my <laughs> mouth is like fucking poison it's so disturbing like yeah. it just it this like the first honestly the first thing i thought of when i saw this and this is another movie that i haven't seen okay <laughs> well obviously i haven't seen MEX. It it's not out yeah. but um was i uh ingrid goes west
0: Oh, I haven't seen that either. I
1: haven't, but the trailer was like the same trailer as this because that was all about these people who are just social media whores, you know. Like I'm not just saying that because they're women, like they're just they're just social media whores. Right, right. (laughs) Uh uh gender free (laughs) whores. But um uh but you know it had the same but that at least it made sense to me with what the story was that they were telling. Right. You know that was all about that culture and yeah. how kind of from what I understand the movie is very critical of it. Yeah yeah yeah. It's not just like oh this is so awesome but it's it's one of those things where it's like it it Indulges itself in what it claims to be uh, uh, condemning, Mm -hmm. and I hate that. You know, it's like it's all about like how bad social media is, but the way that it's made and everything about it is constructed in a way that like fucking lionizes social media. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like ah, you can't. You know, and there's plenty of other movies that do that, and where it's like.
0: But that's a good example. Like, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, I and didn't that, even that's think about it. That's West, what yeah. this
1: movie just this trailer reminded me of as soon as I watched it, it was yeah. like they're trying to do this, but now they're trying to like pervert classic literature with this kind of indulgence. Right. And I, I again, like I can see how the filmmakers would think that like, you know, when this book came out, mm-hmm. like when Jane Austen wrote it, it was like a very modern. Thing you know right. like whereas now We look back on it it seems very old Fashioned yeah uh, but when It came out you know she was the first one to really Have done this stuff so it felt like something really new Like mm-hmm. oh my god nobody's written a book where it's just Really about like how intensely well drawn The characters are you yeah, know? yeah And uh, you know so that's what made it Modern mm-hmm. because for me like Modern I associate with like you know the cutting Edge not just like of the now but It's like it's pushing the now forward mm-hmm. Versus I guess what I'd call like You know contemporary Okay, which would be more so like of the moment, yeah, you know? And like, it, it seems like this movie is, is trying to play up the idea that like, oh, well, when Jane Austen made it, it was this super modern thing for, so for us to take that and sort of, yeah, refashion it to fit modern palettes by adding modern attitudes into it. Okay. That's just reflecting what she did, you know, when it, when she originally released this book. You know, so we're just trying to give people that same experience that, you know, the original audience for the book had. Yeah. Which is feeling like, wow, this is something so new and different, you know. The problem, though, (laughs) is that I don't think this is anything new and different. Yeah, I was about to say it's it's not. Yeah, Yeah. no, but it clearly feels like it is. Uh, Like, the trailer is very, I mean, it's like. But is it
0: because in the way it's cut? Well, it also,
1: no, it also says a bold new vision are the first (laughs) fucking (laughs) words on the goddamn trailer. Yeah, yeah. Of the, you know, the class. So it's like, you know, they're already, like, boasting about, like, how bold and new their vision is for this. When it's like, it's not at all. <laughs> um, and, and I think, you know, even worse, it's like, you know, I, I don't think that, you, you know, what what they end up doing is, like, yeah, where they think they're being very modern and, like, new. They're actually just, like, reflecting back at us, like, what's already here. Yeah. Not being this, like, portal to, like, something Uh, this like brighter future you know that they think they are like you know what film is that we never thought it could be or what classic literature is that we never thought it could be and Mm -hmm. it's like by doing this you know you're you're actually just kind of cheapening the original source material not really like elevating your contemporary version right so it just seems like such a misguided to me you know endeavor really all around um i uh yeah I, i really i don't think that yeah my main complaint i guess to boil all that down would mm-hmm. be that like they really they just they feel very overconfident that they're doing something that they're actually not doing at all
0: okay yeah yes <laughs> all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um
1: because yeah there have been plenty of other movies you know we were just talking about dickinson already you know, Yeah. it's like same exact idea mm-hmm. like literally the same fucking idea yeah <laughs> and uh but just done with like a different kind of tone and like again dickinson seemed to be like not taking itself that seriously right which is kind of what made it work it was like hey this is kind of like a silly ridiculous what if we just smashed up these like two time yeah. periods you it know? feels like a freeform show yeah totally like, and it's like that's fine yeah you know i have no pro- i'm not gonna watch it but i don't have like a problem with this right right it looks stupid but whatever there's plenty of dumb shit out there that's fine <laughs> yeah this at least is kind of like i don't know it's like stupid in a new way (laughs) there's something to be said for that at least
0: i uh i feel like um listen hearing you talk and and break down the the trailer like that it made me think of i wonder if this is an effect of which i still haven't seen the movie so i'm just gonna reference the trailer Mm -hmm. is the favorite yeah like you know the way that (laughs) that trailer is cut you know it's not it's not cut in the way that you described Emma, which is like for the Instagram age, like yeah. make it a gif, but it does have a particular rhythm and ebb and flow to its, you know, reactions or, or no, you know, like that, those mm-hmm. kinds of things are, are, are placed like music on, on, you know, on, um, um, they're placed like music on, you know, music sheets yeah for the trailer that make up the, you know that that movie or what it'll be about the tease for it. Whereas this one is just like overdrive, yeah, with everything and like uh, I maybe the biggest the biggest line of dialogue is the one between uh, Bill Nighy and the woman who plays Emma. In Mm -hmm. in the beginning, where they talk about the pronunciation of of the word that the the priest uses or whatever. There's that one
1: quick cut where they're like, the two of them are like arguing really quickly over each other, Mm -hmm. like in the middle of the trailer or something like that. Yeah, but it's it's like pretty much unintelligible. Yeah, right. And meant to be so, you know, Mm -hmm. but. But yeah, that's that's really other yeah, it is mostly just like sound effects or like just little like moments or like gestures. Yeah. things like that. And yeah, again, it just looks like a bunch of GIFs, like a supercut of yeah. of GIFs.
0: I'm I'm fascinated with like the the want or the want to like do this to I guess just period piece movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like to I almost kind of wonder why I was wondering if like maybe uh Emma uh, the trailer to Emma or the idea behind it is not pushing it far enough in into like mushing together these yeah. two time periods. It's like, okay, like why don't they just have phones? Mm-hmm. Like why not make a period piece movie right, yeah. where <laughs> everyone has phones yeah. and everybody has an Instagram and, you know, like do something with that. I, yeah. I don't know, you know, to make it more, I guess, yeah, modern why or contemporary. Not? Yeah. You know? like, it's not like it's going to get any better or worse, but at least it's like, okay, you kind of ran with this idea, and, uh, you know, not not necessarily God willing, but maybe you stumble upon a, an interesting, like, way to weave this narrative mm-hmm. that's kind of been, you know, turned over and over and over again, Yeah, you know, uh, because it's obviously, you know, about a young woman, and, you know, I'm sure, like, not maybe the first time she's loved, but love and you know that that sort of very confusing thing and dealing with that
1: whole yeah can of worms and in this day and age
0: like everybody that you know i know is just is on a dating app and is swiping so like how do you filter that this current lifestyle of dating or you know quote-unquote meeting people into that time period Mm -hmm. you know um so i don't know it's just like i feel like it's just really easy to you know cut a trailer and make it seem like it's a bold new vision when for all I know, like this is just going to be really boring Yeah, and it's not as like energetic as you're, you know, leading me to believe that it will be mm. through the trailer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just really weird that like this is becoming like a trend now mm-hmm. with, with like period piece stuff. Well,
1: it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just a little more, I don't know. I, I, this is definitely, like, a long-standing kind of tradition in in film and cinema, I guess, is to, like, we have to, like, update classics for, like, yeah. different generations, you yeah. know, and, like, make them more palatable once mm-hmm. again because they do have important lessons to learn and, you know, there's no reason to, like, rewrite this story in, like, a modern setting, you know, when yeah. we have this great version of it already. So let's just, like, you know, create it again in a way that's going to, like, speak more so to, you know, a modern audience. Yeah because um, like little women you know I'm just, just had its it yeah just had its what fifth <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know cinematic uh-huh. iteration and uh there's all sorts of stuff like that and then even you know in the even in the literary world um you know certain books get rewritten from a different angle you know yeah. whether like Pride and prejudice and zombies or like whatever yeah right, right <laughs> you know shit sure. like that yeah. um like that's what was kind of interesting about the favorite okay. was you know it it it, it somehow still feels like it's of this time. Yeah. You know, it does, of that time period. Of that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't feel like this, you know, thing that's just people from the year 2019 playing dress up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's okay. like a, you know, there's a level of authenticity to it. And I think part of that is just Lanthimos, you know, he has a more, uh, you know, uh, uh, a tour authorial eye yeah yeah uh for this type of stuff so he includes you know the period elements that are a little more grittier and a mm-hmm. little nastier and you know that type of stuff makes it even when they're kind of you know engaging in like prankery and things like this yeah. and you know the sort of like one-upmanship um you know there's like some real consequence to things okay. and stuff like that that it always kind of does come back to like oh shit right yeah they're in this like really disgusting <laughs> era right. you know of time where you can't just, like, you know, take a fucking shower or, like, whatever. Um, so, yeah, you know, and it's – so it it maintains, like, a, an interesting uh, dynamic in that regard or an interesting balance between these, like, these two kind of elements. Yeah. And on top of it, too, like, Lanthimos is just – I you know, I've had, you know, my issues with some of his previous films – not like major, but just, you know, things about them that I thought were like not the greatest, but he's clearly like a very, very talented filmmaker and has a very like distinct vision for yeah, he you know, what, he's what, doing. what he was. Yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah. And so like, you know, the that's the thing with the favorite too, is like it, you know, you were talking about the trailer and how it's cut very rhythmically. I thought that was kind of a perfect example. Cause like Lanthimos does have a specific rhythm to the way that he works. And like just the way his, characters speak and his scenes flow and his camera moves and his you know uh structure of his films progresses and things like that like there's a very like all the greats mm-hmm. you know there's a very specific kind of rhythm be- driving all of that yeah and that's like something you can always feel you yes. know even if you're like ah, i'm not crazy about this ending you're like but you know this was i think it was like correct right you know i'm not gonna yeah, say yeah, this yeah. was like a bad ending it just didn't do it for me yeah. you know but i think like this felt of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and you know, so The Favourite has that to it. So it's like that just immediately kind of, like, gives credibility as well to, like, what he's doing because yeah. you feel like there really is something guiding this.
0: Okay. This also brought up, It's, it's I always bring up, you know, Boz, Boz Lerman, you know? And I, for a while, I, I don't know if... Big went, Bad Boz? Big Bad Boz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call him that now. Yeah. I like it. Um, the Lur... I can't remember if after, you know, Romeo and Juliet and, like, I'll I'll even say, like, Moulin Rouge, like, uh, if any other, like, filmmakers were trying to emulate that. Yeah. Like, with with period piece. Yeah, but he
1: even, like, he brought those into the modern day even, though.
0: Yes. Like, that's
1: kind of what's you know different about yeah or i guess a distinction between that and things like dickinson and like this where it's like we're just implant imprinting like modern attitudes onto the past
0: right right Um, i guess i wish like i guess it goes back to like my my comment about them having phones you know like like in romeo and juliet everybody has swords but they're guns and they say sword on them oh yeah (laughs) do you know what i mean like you know or a dagger and it's like it is a little like a little gun or something, you know. Forgot about that. And it's so, so <laughs> like, <laughs> Yep uh, So, anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Man, when's the last time you
1: watched that movie, dude? I mean, when did it come out? Ninety, so, 90 something. Five.
0: Five feels Six? right. Yeah. something
1: like probably around then. Yeah. I mean, or maybe like a year later or something. I definitely didn't see that in theaters.
0: I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I, it I saw
1: it. Yeah, on on video cassette.
0: sometime in the future I think I may have seen it on DVD
1: Mm. ah the Uh, digital versatile disc yes
0: yes um I did not like the trailer yeah (laughs) I did not like it I did not like its construction it's another one I guess kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog where it just made my head hurt and by the time it was over I really had to ask myself like do I even vocally give her response to that? It's <laughs> right. like, is yeah. it, is an even, uh, if like, I
1: need to explain why that was horrible, is it even worth explaining?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like even just saying what in the movie theater, like, is that even worth just saying yeah. out? loud? Because <laughs> clearly the movie didn't even, the trailer didn't even get us time to, the,
1: the trailer would clearly prefer that you say WTF out loud. Oh, that would be the shit. trailer's response. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's this and Sonic are both just feel like the year 2020, the movie, yeah, yeah, they're both so just painfully contemporary, (laughs) 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 and I I just mean that in the worst way possible, right? You know, even them putting the period at the end of Emma is like I think a reference to how everything's going to be like this bite sized. You know, tweetable mm. fucking chunk. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just Emma. Period. Yeah. We're done. Moving on. Fucking next thing. Hesh. Uh. Hesh. What's Hesh. this? Hesh. What's going on over there? Fuck my life. Fuck your life. Yeah. Fomo. What am I missing out on? It's just gonna be like that. It's gonna be yeah. Peter Holly. Fucking anxiety. <laughs> like oh what what come on okay okay yep yep nope. oh, I, oh, I, I okay yep yep. Nope. And uh, yeah, it's obnoxious. And I, I again, I guarantee you, the filmmakers are like. Telling themselves that that's like this clever double entendre that yes, it's also it is about how you know like sort of quick and fast we have to digest everything nowadays, but it's also a reference to the literary nature of the source material <laughs> by putting the period in there. It reminds us all that this was a book, and yeah. the all it reminds me of is fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> which I never really forgot. So you didn't need to remind me anyway. So yeah. this is just like. I mean, it's obnoxious. Like, everything about this, it's just fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I really can't stand this trailer.
0: (laughs) I wonder if, like, someone will go and, like, not even some young person, maybe even say someone like me, like, go and, if I didn't know as much as I did about, like, movies and storytelling and just, you know, your overall narrative or creating something, creating a bold new vision, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, would I watch this movie and be like, oh, I'm going to read the book? <laughs> <laughs> and then just be like disappointed because it's like, well, God, the movie was just so like it's snappy. It was yeah. so snappy and it was <laughs> of our time and yeah. And this is just it's, it's diatribes. Yeah, you know, like, long
1: descriptions of things. Yeah, internal <laughs> monologues. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's where like, I think that's what'll be like a, a bigger bummer is to like have these adaptions of these books. And whether or not it's like a, a faithful adaption, you know, you can take that sort of interpretation any way you want it uh, in terms of what's faithful or not. Yeah. But I think, you know, that's also kind of like, yeah, maybe I can bring up like Watchmen right now too, is that, you know, the, the television show wasn't a remake. It was a sequel. However, it still did the same thing. The book did. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and like I can still go and read that book. Or I can still tell somebody you should read the book too, mm-hmm. and the I know you know that they'll get just as much of a powerful message or right. story out of it or lesson um, as even if they having
1: do. already seen the follow up. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what is uh, you know um, I've never read a Jane Austen book uh i've you know seen her name in you know in in adaptions that have happened i know there's a movie called the jane austen book club Mm -hmm. which (laughs) i can only assume you know it's about a bunch of uh you know not elderly women but like middle-aged women who have a book club and you know are reading her books but i can only assume whatever they go through is eerily similar to whatever's happening in whatever Jane I, Austen book they're reading.
1: I think that might be a safe bet. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Never saw the movie.
0: Yeah. Got all that from the fucking cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh but yeah, I think like I even never reading the book, I feel like the movie, the trailer itself and maybe whatever ends up being the story to it just will do a disservice to like whatever the book yeah. is, and it's kind of a bummer that like
1: it's, it seems like it's like actively deterring you from reading the book. Yeah. Like it's telling you like, see this instead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like you can just watch this. You don't have to deal with that dusty, boring yeah. old thing. It's a you generation know?
0: of like, Oh, is there a movie? I'll just watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The, that that mentality of, feedback. yeah.
1: Is Yeah. Is there, a, is there a, a Twitter friendly version of this <laughs> that I can watch? Sure. Yeah. We got you. We got you. Here we go. Check it out.
0: Yeah. uh yeah it also just goes by so quickly yeah like as a as content to promote a movie for people to go see or hopefully go see it go by it goes by so quickly that like you you don't know what you watched uh anyways Mm -hmm. so why even have an interest in going to see uh this movie other than maybe being a fan of jane austen but you know like they're even like pigeonholing themselves and like the edit of the trailer because it's like, cool. I have absolutely no idea what's going on other than reaction shots, and you know, I don't even get the full reaction. Yeah. In some of those reaction so- shots, for it to even be, I don't know, funny. Or yeah. Your interpretation of humor during this time with
1: they're just selling the quirk. Yeah. It's all about the quirk. Yeah. Oh, um, it's this quirky like period piece. I
0: <laughs> <laughs> think think wes anderson meets like clueless yeah yeah, you know, just <laughs> totally even though clueless i think this is a way better movie yeah but, i think uh, <laughs>
1: i think clueless was partially based on this book oh was it yeah oh that makes sense yeah. yes yeah so right there you have like a better better yeah way of like <laughs> modernizing this yeah
0: <laughs> that's true yeah yeah, yeah. oh Go for uh it. is there a uh is there a book like a literary like a like a shakespeare or like a jane austen or something like that that uh, you like, or that you would like adapt a particular way or like to see adapted or maybe, uh, revisited. Uh, cause everybody fucking revisits Romeo and Juliet. all Yeah. The fucking time. I
1: mean, so there's, so there's one, Oh, there's actually one that sticks out. Okay. It's not, it's not a super old book. Um, and it's only been made into a movie once, but I feel desperately, I, I feel very strong about the fact that it desperately needs to be revisited in okay. cinematic form. And uh, I w- I wouldn't take this approach to it. Oh, okay. The Emma, <laughs> uh, the, Emma the Emma period approach to it. <laughs> um, I, just, I should just call it hashtag Emma. Like that's what that would have been. S- that's what I'm gonna call it. It's fucking hashtag Emma. Um, we can
0: start another uh, hashtag. Yeah. Right now, maybe a couple weeks. Hashtag, hashtag Emma period. Yeah. Oh no,
1: you can't put punctuation in hashtags. It doesn't it? It ends the.
0: You wouldn't replace the period the with the hashtag.
1: Oh Emma hashtag.
0: No hashtag Emma, but no period. Oh yeah, that's what I was. That's what I thought. Yeah, you were yeah. Saying. I like wanted hashtag to do Emma. hashtag
1: Emma period. Oh no, yeah, I would do but hashtag you can't. Emma. You can't like do a it. like a Twitter. Yeah, well you have to. It yeah. won't let you put a period in there. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. But um, but anyway, so there's this Flannery O'Connor novel called Wise Blood. Wise and Blood. Yeah, I think she wrote it in forties or fifties. Forties or fifties. Okay. Somewhere around there. All right. She died real young. Yeah. Something awful. I don't know. She wrote like two incredible novels and a ton of incredible short stories. Okay. Um, but anyway, this book Wiseblood was uh, made into a movie in the late 70s by John Huston, actually. Oh. With Brad Dorif in the oh. lead role. That's what I said when I, found, I went, oh, oh sure. Oh, my. I oh. should watch this. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I did watch it, it was very bad. <laughs> Is it still called Wise? Uh, wise Blood, yeah, wise Blood? Okay. yeah, still it was, it, yeah, very, very bad. I, I really Ugh. did not like the way that he approached the material whatsoever. Okay, um, don't need to get into all this right now. Yeah. but that's a, I when I read the book, I had very specific like imagery was like striking me as yeah. far as like, oh my god, I could really see this being like a powerful film. Right. You know, and then when I saw the way that he did it I was like, oh my god that is the fucking polar opposite uh, of how I thought this movie needed to be made yeah. and like completely like missed what I thought was like the important points of the book mm-hmm. uh, and like important moments and like subtextual cues that were just like completely absent from the film not even like attempted to be interpreted through okay. cinematic language yeah and I was like, wow, I feel like he just completely missed the point of this fucking thing. Hmm. Or at least what the point of it was to me, and tried to make it almost more of this like, like lighthearted romp, a oh. you way. Know, and I was like, that's not what this <laughs> thing was. Like, I mean, there's definitely a part where the book really turns, yeah. But it always had this like, know, this like filth simmering, you okay. know, underneath it. Yeah, yeah. And then the the movie is like not that at all. Okay. It tries to just play it as like, whoop a ba dur like you know, was weird comedy. This guy's <laughs> so quirky. And then like all and then oh man, let's hit you with tragedy. You know? Yeah. Like now it gets real sad. Yeah. And it's just like eh, cheap. <laughs> Transparent, bad. Yeah, it's not good. And the book did it so like wonderfully well, you know, where it was like you you felt like you just had that like constant dread in a way. Even when the moments were like really buoyant and enjoyable there was still this like lurking dread of like i know i'm being set up for like something you know like it's coming yeah and then it was you know and then it's like not as intense as you think it was going to be but in a way it's like gets deeper under your skin because of that and then over time becomes worse yeah yeah it would have been if it had just hit you over the head with something you know and You know, it's masterful writing, right? And it was turned into this fucking garbage film. And uh, the
0: book, the book itself, uh, took place in the time that it was written.
1: Yes, maybe slightly, but yeah, around then. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. You know. So that. So that's one that has always kind of stuck out to me. Is like I. I would actually because I have like a very clear idea on like how I would like to adapt that book. Okay. Um, that you know, I'm not I'm not really interested in adapting yeah. uh, material. But if I ever were to, uh, that I think would be my go to. Go to. Yeah. All right. Because I feel like I have a bone to pick. <laughs> just because <laughs> there's already a movie, and I'm like, no, they fuck this. Up. Like anyone who sees this movie is gonna have like the total wrong impression of this thing. Yeah. And like, this is such a great fucking book that mm-hmm. I just feel like it needs to be. If there's going to be a movie of it, and there already is, it better be the right one. And yeah. This is not the right one. So. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that would be the book that, that I would, would pick. Do. Yeah. but right. um, What about you? Do you have something?
0: I don't know. Like, I, do I you,
1: f- you have an axe to grind with a certain literary uh, source material?
0: No, not particularly. I mean, I I was never big into like reading when I was young. Like, yeah. I hated to read. I just hated to read. And I, but I also think I wasn't being presented with uh things to the right read stuff yeah yeah uh, the right stuff to read or like it was it wasn't being interpreted for me in a way that i could like relate to so for me it was just you know trying to learn you it know was homework yeah yeah i trying to learn iambic pentameter and just being like i have no idea what the fuck this yeah. is about is this ever going to help me get a job yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much no I, I i i don't have a particular axe to grind i mean i think
1: what about? But you've read a lot of like comics though too, and a lot of those yeah. have been adapted. Um, is there any any of those that have? Been, I mean, I feel like Watchmen. A big a big wrong has been righted by the TV series.
0: Yes. You know that like obviously the film, adi- film
1: adaptation is unwatchable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I've recently uh, discovered that it's unwatchable. Yeah. Yes. TV series made it immensely watchable by doing something completely new, yeah. but that is totally. Similar, like yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. But
0: um, I like the, um, you know, I watch Ancient Aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. big, big Ancient Aliens fan. Um, and I, I have brought up like the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh yeah, okay, right. So yep. I, I like that writer. I like Seth Romaine Smith. You know, I haven't, I haven't so much liked uh, the like uh, scripts he's written for movies. I, I just yeah. don't think that hasn't been quite a like a strong. They haven't been executed uh, as, as well as I'm, I'm sure they. Looked on paper. I never read it. But uh, he's got a book called uh, All Holy Night that is about the uh, three wise men going to see baby Jesus mm-hmm. and King Herod trying to like prevent this from happening. But it's it's not like a it's not like a supernatural story. It's just like more mystical and it's almost kind of like a horror movie. They're almost trying to like protect the baby, okay, make it across the desert or wherever they're going to, to like Bethlehem and stuff. And I like that sort of, I guess, revisionist history. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, whatever you believe in, as as far as, like, Jesus (laughs) and everything, (laughs) you know. Um, But, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the movie was garbage. It was just really bad. Yeah. But I thought what I felt reading the book, I wish I could have felt like watching, you know, like when I watch Ancient Aliens, I really... There are moments where I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that's 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 what this drawing on this piece of rock means." Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fucking alien in an astronaut suit. Yeah, I can <laughs> see the bubble, you know. But um, yeah, with with Vampire Hunter, like, I mean the the research and history into Lincoln's personal history with him, his wife, but also what he did like as president, and you know, with with civil rights and everything was weaved was um, was clearly researched so well that the way that vampires were uh, written into it, it made sense because it it became a part of his history. Mm -hmm. It was like this secret part of his history that was just under the surface that we didn't see, which is why, as you're reading this book, it's Lincoln's journals. You're reading it. You're reading Lincoln's journals about this. Mm -hmm. And so it made it like, fuck, this is just the secret part of history that like, this makes sense that vampires were fucking yeah. there, dude. <laughs> like, this is why, you know? Um, and it would just, it's really like, you know, blew my head open because I had never read something that was clearly, you know, 50% of it was true. This was Lincoln's history. But the other 50% was, you know, vampires, which is, you know, made up. But it was weaved together so well that I was like, damn, this is, this is awesome. It almost felt like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe somebody reading, like, The Da Vinci Code for the first time. Mm, You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I remember when that movie came out and, like, everybody... uh, I read articles about, like, the criticisms about the book were that, like, oh, you know, Dan Brown just took all of these, like, you know, what-ifs in, like, you know, Christian history and, like, weaved them into something and, like, made them true. And it's just, like, he didn't make them true. He just sort of, like, posed some questions and made it entertaining. And it was. Right, yeah. The book was entertaining and it was fun to think about. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah.
1: No one's taking this as historical document. You know, <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones did the same fucking thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> this is not new.
0: Exactly. Um, so I think something like, like one of his books would be something that like, I would like to see like seriously adapted. Like, you know, you're sitting down with a group of people and you're telling them vampires were part of Lincoln's history and what he did with, you know, civil rights and all this stuff. And this is how yeah. we're going to treat this story. <laughs> right. This is how we're going to write it. And, That's the thing, like, we're we're not going to rewrite Lincoln's history. We're just going to reveal another portion of it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to... Yeah, there
1: was this whole other element you just never knew about. Right. You know, and it just recontextualizes. Yes. It doesn't rewrite.
0: Right, exactly. So I think in terms of, like, adapting something, uh, you know, something like that, uh, I would like. Because it doesn't necessarily take away from the subject. It just adds another layer of, like, oh, shit, yeah, we've all heard Lincoln was, like, this kind of guy, but this is now like even driving it more home. Yeah. In some way, there's just vampires. Right. Yeah. I think,
1: you know, it's, I think like adapting, especially something like beloved or considered like classic or, Mm -hmm. you know, a a, a exemplar of the medium. Yeah. As it were, it's like you really, it's like the Hippocratic oath for doctors. Like first do no harm. Yeah. Like that is the the first and foremost thing you need to do is just don't fucking damage this (laughs) thing, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, anything, anything past that is kind of like fair game, you know, but base level just like, don't harm this. And like, this is, this movie, Emma feels like it's doing, this is, this is actively doing harm. Yes. I feel like they've, they've disobeyed rule, you know, prime directive number one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess there can only be one actual prime directive. Otherwise it wouldn't be. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Yeah. So, so prime directive. (laughs) first do no harm <laughs> and this this looks pretty harmful yeah um i mean the trailer alone feels harmful
0: yeah it does like it's a pretty just- like just
1: watching this trailer i would be like i i if i didn't know what this book was already i'd be like whatever this is based on i want nothing to do with yeah you know
0: yeah because if this is like the interpretation in any way yeah.
1: indicative of what this book is yeah exactly it can go fuck itself
0: <laughs> and i think that's what like my point was earlier is that like it'll turn people off maybe from going yes. to read the book totally because it's like Oh wow, you know, this is what it is. I, then I don't want to read it. Yeah. Why would I want to do
1: that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read a 300 page gif. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful.
0: So, anyways. Yeah. That being said, I think uh, we've done a good job in saying that Emma is not a movie people should go see. Yeah. No. I feel
1: I feel very confident not recommending this to anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, more so, I just, I don't think the trailer treats the audience with any sort of respect. No,
1: it certainly does not. I mean, it definitely is pandering to a very specific audience that is too dumb to realize it's being pandered to. Yeah. And everyone else it pretty much just clearly says, like, stay the fuck away. All right. It's a Twitter party, so see you later.
0: (laughs) I was just about to say, I do have a Twitter and an Instagram, and I think the... I think it's a they didn't do it right in not like going further into that direction, even though I don't like the trailer and I'm not going to see the movie. I don't want to because of the trailer and how it's cut and your, you know, critique of it. Like, why isn't this, why isn't this being like put up on like Instagram Mm. or on like Snapchat? This feels just like Snapchat, the movie, Yeah, you know, but, um, TikTok now. Oh God. there you go. TikTok. I don't think about fucking TikTok. (laughs) Um, but anyways, yeah, like, I mean, we were talking about like cross promotion with, with Sonic and stuff. And it, it just sort of seems like, you know, for better or worse, like going into those social media outlets with this yeah, to that, promote it would have been
1: right. That's clearly who this is made for. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I just, I don't, maybe the movie just doesn't have enough, you know, I don't know. You know, this, I don't think this is like a huge budget, like this Fox searchlight or yeah. it's just called searchlight. searchlight now. now. Yeah. yeah, the yeah Disney yeah. owns it now and they dropped the Fox. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I doubt it's getting, like, a huge marketing budget. But still, that just seems like an obvious place to go with it. Yeah. But maybe they're trying to, you know, there's such a, that's such, like, a big, bulky company. And this is obviously caught in, like, the aftermath of a giant yes. corporate merger yeah. that, like, maybe they just didn't have the resources to dedicate to it. Or maybe just the hulking beast is moving too slow to be reactive. But, mm-hmm. It seems like, yeah, they're very they're trying to market this in a very traditional way when yeah. it's, like, begging for some very obvious, like, targeted social media advertising. Right. Yeah. You know, which ultimately would probably be a lot less expensive than the ad buys you're, you know, spending for all the, like, airtime. Right. But, you know, they just probably haven't caught up with that in general. And also, you know, Disney doesn't have to worry about that generally because they're usually dealing with stuff that, like, yeah, everyone knows when a new Star Wars is coming out. Okay? You don't... <laughs> you don't really have to advertise that. Yeah. That's just like,
0: I didn't even realize this movie was like coming out so soon. Yeah. Like it felt, it feels like it kind of came out of nowhere, but I felt like I saw like the image of the poster mm-hmm. maybe like a month ago. But when we saw it in the theaters and it said February, I was like, wait a minute. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh shit, This is in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes.
1: Unfortunately, this is very close to uh, being unleashed upon the world. So, <laughs>
0: All right, well, that's all I got to say about Emma. Yeah. Let's
1: be done with it. Way done with this. Let's put a period at the end of this.
0: I'm not going to say anything else. (laughs) That's good. I like that. All right, thanks for listening, everybody.